You're listening to episode number 22 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Today we're going to answer the age-old question, can you heal from divorce? Cue the music. Let's find out. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now, your host, Jason Lavoy. All right, welcome to this episode. Thank you so much for joining. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show so you get all the episodes when they come out right now every other Tuesday. Um, I'd like to welcome to the show Renee smith Etline. Uh, she has a master's in education, and she knows firsthand the pain of divorce and the challenges that come when a marriage ends. Uh, through a journey of growth and healing, she has also learned that your past doesn't have to dictate your future. Divorce may or may not have been your choice, but we do not have to remain an emotional victim. Very important. Having seen uh, good people carry the wounds of divorce for ta- far too long, Renee felt a call on her heart uh, to help others learn to cope and heal with divorce. So her goal is to let divorce uh, and divorcing people know that they are valued by God and that they can become intentional about healing from divorce. Renee is the founder of After Divorce Ministries. She's the author of the award-winning book, Peace After Divorce. Uh, She has led church-based discovery recovery workshops and divorce support groups for many years. Uh, Like I said, she has a master's in education in student personnel services with a focus in counseling. Now, without further ado, Let's discuss divorce with Renee. Renee, thank you so much for coming on my show. I am so excited to have you as a guest. Thank you very much. I appreciate the invitation. So what I usually like to do is I like to start off uh, in case people don't have an idea or or not too familiar with who you are, is um, tell people how the idea of this after divorce ministries came about. Oh, Sure. Well, unfortunately, I went through a divorce, and it was one of the worst times of my life. It was a, a, an absolutely devastating experience, and um, emotionally, it was so overwhelming um, that I, I, you know, really, I, I, w- I was just stuck. I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. I had a lot of trouble processing everything that was happening in my life, and and, and I did learn to do that. And I learned some skills that would, that helped me move through that. And um, I have a ministry because part of, part of what helped me through was my faith. Um, and I also learned that I didn't really have, you know, at first I thought my life was just ended. I didn't, it was, you know, there was not really going to be any positive future for me. But then I learned that that wasn't true. And I learned that I did not have to, emotionally, mentally, spiritually stay a victim of that divorce forever. It just, I just didn't have to, and that I could become intentional about moving my life forward. And then years later, after I had done that and really gone through quite a journey of um, getting to a much better place than where I was when I found out my husband was leaving, um, I just really felt a calling to help other people. Um, I want other people to know um, that there's there is life after divorce, and that you can move your life to a much more positive place, and that you don't have to be a victim. I've I've worked with 
people who um, have, you know, after 30 years are still carrying deep wounds. And you just don't have to do that. You don't have to be in that place. Um, and so I wanted to help people. And so I started after Divorce Ministries. I also started offering um, divorce uh, workshops at my church. And, well, over time, uh, I started to see um, needs. I started to see needs that there were. I couldn't find the literature I wanted to be able to help people. And so I decided to start developing materials that would help people to actually move through that whole divorce and get to a more peaceful, joyful place in their life. That's really, that's really great. Um, and just so people are clear, because we're going to be talking about, you know, faith and religion a little bit in this episode here. What, what specifically is your faith? Oh, okay. Well, I'm Christian. Okay. Um, and so um, that's my orientation. That's where I come from. That is, what centers me in, in making this a ministry because I find that people, when people go through a trauma in life, uh, whether it's divorce or anything else, that that trauma will either drive them away from God because they're angry with God about um, what they feel like has been done to them or that God didn't stop it or whatever, or it will drive them closer to God because they come to realize that they may be in a situation that is, so overwhelming that they cannot handle it on their own. And um, I personally believe in the, my experience was that my faith was critical, a critical piece in helping me heal from divorce. Um, I've actually heard counselors say, well, you can't really heal from divorce. And I believe that probably the different piece for me is that faith-based piece um, that I believe that, calling on God on a higher power can actually help you make that additional transition um, to healing from divorce. So I just want to make sure I, I heard that correctly. Did you say that counselors have told you that you cannot heal, heal from divorce? Yeah. And I think it may have to do, uh, I've, I've had, well, I'm a counselor myself. So, yeah, so I have to put that in there too, is my backgrounds in counseling, which is another reason I got into this. It wasn't just my own experiences, but it had to do with the fact that I had, you know, a master's degree. I had learned about human behavior. I understood a lot of the concepts that I needed to go through. And so I had a chance to implement them personally and see that, you know, see what worked and what didn't work. Uh, but yes, I have heard counselors say, you can't really heal from divorce. And I think that's a hot topic. Can you really heal from divorce? I got to be honest. I've never heard anybody say that. That you can't heal from divorce? That you, that you can't because that just doesn't make sense to me um, as, a, as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> have you been through a divorce? I'm sorry. Yourself. Have you yourself been? Through no, divorce? I I have not. I I'm a I am um, happily married. I, I can say. Good uh, for you. I have a four year old daughter. I'm married seven years, and um, my experience with divorce is just as an attorney. Right. Um, well, I think when I didn't think you'd been through one when you said that. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> point. But you but know. you know when we when you talk about and it doesn't really have to just fall into the divorce uh, context when you when you talk about emotions and even just you know we can start with like a regular relationship breakup or any conflict that we deal with in life to say 
to have a, a professional in, in this sense, a counselor say that you can't heal from that. I don't know what that means because then that's what's, it's like condemning you to what? <laughs> yeah, to, to, to torture forever. Well, right. I don't believe that. I do believe you can heal. And I think part of it is in understanding what it means, what I mean when I say heal. Um, the wounds of divorce for some people aren't that deep because it's what they wanted. It was their out for the marriage. But for people who were invested deeply in their marriage and and left, and um, there are people who have carried wounds for a long time. And there are some people who, who because they never became proactive about healing, they really never fully healed. Um, but I believe, to me, healing is reaching a state of neutral where your emotions, uh, where divorce rather, ha- no longer has emotional power in your life. I had a wonderful description from a man at one of my workshops one time. He said, my first marriage is like a movie. It all happened. I remember all the events. I remember I hurt when I went through divorce. I remember what happened. It doesn't unhappen, but it no longer has emotional power in my life. And I think that's such a good summary of what I mean when I say you can heal from divorce. I really believe you can heal from divorce. Absolutely. That doesn't make the past unhappen, but you can heal the hurts and the wounds to the point that you can go on with your life and you can have a life of joy and you can have a good relationship with somebody else or you can choose to be happy being single. And so I definitely believe you can heal from divorce. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I do. I, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe that. I wholeheartedly that, believe That's why that. my, my ears perked up when you said you, you've had counselors say that that's not possible. I said, well, of, of course it's possible. People do it all the time. And, exactly. And otherwise, if it wasn't possible, then, then what's, the, what's the point of all this, <laughs> exactly. right? <laughs> You'd be sunk. You'd now, be sunk. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, I, depending on each person's divorce and the the particular circumstances, these things may not happen overnight and you have to put in the work and, and, you know, whether that's counseling therapy or, or self, you know, doing the work yourself, if you, if you know how to do that, but um, you know, that introspective uh, effort after a, a, especially a, a longstanding or a, a contested divorce, you know, that can take time. And, I feel like people often kind of want to skip that step or rush it. And, and that's where we kind of get into issues about, you know, are you really healed? Jason, you're absolutely right on the money. I mean, there are a lot of people who will look at you when you've been through a divorce and say, oh, just give it time, you know, and you, everything will get better in time. Time heals all wounds. Time does not heal all wounds. Time can make things more distant, but you actually need to become intentional about your healing from divorce. Uh, you need to understand steps that you need to take to move yourself forward. There are ways that you can and strategies you can use to process the emotions of divorce. And uh, one of the things that uh, the materials I've developed is I have a, um, an online course and I also have a course that's offered by churches from coast to coast and, um, you know, book materials. One of the things I stress through my materials um, is that, you have to become aware of um, how you're making your choices. You know, what, what are, you know, I, I think there's some key principles that I, I delve into in my materials that a lot of other divorce 
support groups and so forth don't touch on. One of them is how you make your choices. You know, um, people get stuck. People will um, get into patterns that are not healthy, that aren't going to move them forward. They'll not want to deal with it, like you said, because they'll just avoid it. Avoid it. You know, right. it can't be happening. So if I don't deal with it, it can't be happening. Um, there are the people who will spend their whole life blaming their ex, and that blaming gives away their power. They, if your attention is totally faced on the person you're angry with, then you're giving away your power to heal because you're taking your energy and putting it into anger and hate and blame and resentment and a need for revenge rather than putting all that energy into creating a new life for yourself. So there are a lot of different approaches, you know, that people use um, that don't move them forward. Um, Some of them just will run away, literally remove themselves physically. Um, Or maybe they know they need to work on changing, but they just freeze up. They're overwhelmed and they don't even know where to begin. Sure. You know, so I think people have to become intentional if they want to heal from divorce. And there are a lot of things that they, um, well, for example, one of the things you can do as you're becoming intentional is to understand that if your ex left you, you will probably never know why. And I see people spend years wondering why, asking their ex why, trying to get a grasp on, trying to make the whole thing make sense. Yeah. They may never get it to make sense. And so you really have to kind of let go of that question. Why did you do this? Why did you leave? Why did you abuse drugs and make me leave? Why did you drink too much? Why did you have an affair? The why, why, why questions will eat you alive. And I think you have to learn to let go of that why question and instead say, what am I supposed to learn from this? How can I make this a growing experience? God, teach me what I'm supposed to know. Teach me what I'm supposed to learn from this. Maybe change the why question into a what am I supposed to learn question. You will. It's a strategy you can use to help move yourself forward. It's hard sometimes to let go of that why yeah. question. Though. You know, it's very hard. But that <laughs> and, why question, that's a great point you brought up because, you know, it's something that I think people want or they talk themselves into thinking, well, if I can just understand the why, then I can have closure. But right. even if you got a response to the why, that that response, I would bet, isn't going to satisfy you because you're going to have more, right. more questions, right? <laughs> yeah. You're so absolutely right. You're, you're kidding yourself that it's as simple as just tell me why. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and as in a lot of things in life, I think the way why things happen don't necessarily make sense. Um, but that doesn't mean they didn't, that it didn't happen. So, right. I, I agree with you. You got to focus your energy on, well, how am I going to move forward from this? You know, it happened. Right. We can't go back. You can't rewrite history. Um, we haven't come up with that superpower yet. <laughs> right. But, but you know, you're, you're putting all your focus in the wrong spot. In, in, exactly. In, right. It's about moving forward. It's about moving forward. You hit the nail on the head and, and it's about declining the role of the victim, you know, and, and I'll have people say, but I am a victim. I didn't want this divorce. Well, you may be in circumstances that aren't what you want, but you don't have to allow yourself to live with the mindset of a victim. Um, it's what you're going through may not be fair. You may feel helpless, but you're really not. Um, Right. You can learn to you, you can learn to replace those thoughts 
with thoughts that are going to move you forward rather than hold you back. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's okay to say, I need help. You know, a lot of people, I think, feel like they have to do it alone. Um, No, you don't have to do it alone. No, they don't know who to turn to. And there's so many resources out there now, um, including yourself. So um, I really appreciate what you're doing. And I would encourage people to, well, thank you for that. I would encourage people to take advantage of as many resources as they can. Um, I think the more resources sources you tap into, the better you build your support network, the better off you'll be. Because you'll learn some things. For example, you can learn things from me, and then you can go somewhere else and learn other things that you need. But you need a uh, you need to be seeking out every bit of help you can find, uh, because then you're being pro- proactive. You're really you're starting to take you start to feel like you're taking charge of your life again when everything seems topsy turvy. You can move to a point where you're learn, gaining resources, learning strategies that help you move forward. Yeah, that's the real definition of intentional, right? Mm-hmm. It certainly is. Yes, that's it is. Um, Renee. Yes. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I, I want to talk about, because, again, this is a little bit different than you're a little bit different than other guests I've had on because there's a, a, a religious twist to it or component. Right. Um, you know, you, even, you, you call it a ministry. Um, and it, so you involve the church. And so my question to you is, how, how do you balance um, personally and for other people who are also coming to you, and I'm assuming faith-based in, in Christianity, uh, how do you how do you balance that competing interest, you know, from the religious perspective, which, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, frowns upon divorce, um, with the reality that people are going through, like yourself, who, you know, are going through the process, who, who decide to go through the process? Uh, well, I think it was one of the hardest things for people of faith and especially, well, I don't want to say, I shouldn't say especially, but for people of faith and, and, and then I'm speaking, speaking of Christianity because that's what I know the best, um, to come to terms with the fact that their marriage was a covenant with God and that, you know, the church teaches, you know, the Bible teaches that uh, we're not supposed to divorce. Marriage is supposed to be forever. And believe me, when right. I got married, I got married to stay married forever. I had never conceived I would get divorced. Um, and I don't and, think anybody does, right? I don't think anybody no. gets married hoping to get divorced. <laughs> no, nobody gets married hoping to get divorced. But um, I never even, it, it, when I got married, nobody in my, I mean, when I got divorced, no, only one person in my whole family had ever gone through a divorce. So this wasn't quite as common then as it is now. And um, so it really was a foreign thing. And it is for anybody who is committed to their marriage and are, you know, and like you say, people don't get married with the idea of getting divorced. But I think that's one of the hard things is you realize that you have somehow or other and within your faith fallen short of, of the will of God. And you can kick yourself forever about that. I really focus my ministry on the grace of God. I really totally believe that um, you know, give your marriage your best shot because you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your spouse to give your marriage your best shot. But if divorce becomes your reality, I just really want people to know that God still loves them, that 
I totally believe in the grace of God that God offers us forgiveness for things, that God offers us joy and a future and a hope, and that God has a plan for each of us. And I truly believe that divorce does not stand in the way of God's plan for us. Yes, we may have um, gone through a divorce, but the divorce isn't who we are. Who we are, at least in my faith, we are Christians. We're children of God. And I want people to understand they're children of God. That's their main identity, not the fact that they've been through a divorce. And God, so I don't really, you know, I I do hear what you're saying about it. I no longer have a problem with it, although I see it all the time that people have conflicts, like you were talking about, of like, gee, how can I be okay if I went through a divorce because God hates divorce? Well, God hates divorce because divorce hurts his children. And I'm convinced that's why God hates divorce. And God is close to the brokenhearted. So I think we can take it from there. Yeah, and and I I really appreciate that answer. And the reason I brought it up was because I was really interested in, in your spin on it. But you know, I've noticed um, like in different support groups on Facebook or other places that are religious based. I just feel that some of them, uh, you know, almost are so. You know, faith comes first. Uh, that they, I'm not sure the message that they're sending, you know, you know, I don't know if they, they want people who are in bad marriages to stay in bad marriages. And I'm with you. I, I always preach, um, you know, try to do your best to reconcile the marriage, you know, whether that's going to therapy, you know, don't just give up on the first right. sign of conflict, right? You want right. to do what yeah. you can to yeah. make it work. But sometimes... Yeah. Listen, sometimes it's just not going to work and it's better for both people that you get separated. So it's the reality that we live with. But I feel like some faith-based support groups, you know, frown on that to the point of making people feel terrible about themselves that they're getting divorced and almost that, no, you should suffer through life in a miserable marriage or a toxic environment you know, over getting divorced because that's not permissible. I actually have a series of articles in my blog that that have come out over the last few months um, about that, (laughs) about um, the fact that there are misconceptions, I believe. Um, I think there are people who would teach that somehow or another divorced people are subpar Christians. And that's not true. Um, that's absolutely not true. And I think part of it is that people are so, some people are afraid that if we say you're okay, if you're divorced, then, um, somehow or another we're encouraging divorce. That's not true. Um, but I think that we can listen without judgment to people who've gone through divorce. We can pray for people who are divorced and divorcing, and we can, you know, offer healing guidance and support as a church. And I just think it's very sad when people are made to feel less than or um, or one of the things I hear are platitudes, things that people say, just sort of like brushing off um, those who are hurting from divorce. Like, well, if you just had enough faith, you could save your marriage, you know, or just just believe, you know just believe enough and God will, you know, will rescue your marriage. Just keep believing. Exactly. You know, when marriages fail, it's not God's fault. 
when marriages fail, it's from human choices that marriages fail. It's human behavior that causes divorce. It's not God. So, um, you know, there are plenty of people I have worked with who have endured way beyond what they should have endured. And I just want to say a word about abuse. Abuse is never okay. I'm glad you should that not up. remain in abusive situations. And if anybody out there is being abused, I want to send them to the hotline.org, which is the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. And they can get help there. They have people they can call and talk with, and they can direct them to help. Sometimes people don't even understand what abuse really is, uh, or they're not sure they what they're going through is abuse. Um, but I think it's important. Uh, I, I derailed myself there for a second. Um, I forgot exactly where I was here, but I want to say, <laughs> <Okay>. take, take, <laughs> take a moment. Or as my daughter likes to say, I need to take some time. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tend to think very much in a circle. So, but anyway, what I was going to tell you is I know where I was. I, I have known many people. I've worked with many people who have endured. They have believed they've sacrificed and they've had extraordinary faith in God and they've still found themselves facing divorce. And I was one of those. And I've known many other people who are that way. Their divorce wasn't a product of their lack of faith. And so when a person says to them, have more faith, it really feels more like a judgment than it does an encouragement. Like, well, if you just had more faith, your divorce wouldn't be happening. And right. that's not true. That is absolutely not true. A person can have tons of faith, but still have a marriage that fails. And a lot of times that can be explained by how their mate is acting or responding in the situation. Um, but it's true that people of faith can find themselves divorced. It's difficult. It's, if not devastating, and it can be a struggle to move forward with your life. So I think it's why it's so very important to have a ministry like mine, where we have materials that help people understand that, you know, I mean, there'll be people that might tell you accepting your divorce shows a lack of faith. And I say, if your marriage has failed, accepting your divorce is the beginning of your healing. It's not a lack of faith. It's the beginning of the healing because until you accept that divorce is your reality, you're not going to be able to let go of the past and begin to prayerfully rely on God to help you move forward and heal those deep wounds. Right. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I, in full disclosure, I am not the most uh, religious person uh, on uh, on the planet. But, you know, to say it just makes me, I don't know, uneasy when, when people say to others, right, like you, you know, just have more faith or God will fix it for you. No, God's not going to go to court with you. He's not going to, you know, help you draft, you know, your settlement agreement or figure out the custody dispute, you know, you got to have faith to get through the process and move on with your life. Well, I agree and I disagree with you. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I know I love it when people disagree. So tell me. <laughs> okay. I do believe, I believe God will go to court with you. I think God, God went to court with me. I think he was there to help me get through that impossible time that very stressful time he was the only reason I could find any sense of peace at all was I believed that God was with me and um, did you have an attorney too (laughs) (laughs) just curious (laughs) (laughs) he's the great counselor he was with me and so I believe that God was with me but um but I I also hear what you're saying about the fact that you have to take action and um 
So, but just, but just to tell somebody have faith and God will put your marriage to, back together misses the point. That's my, that's my heart. It misses the hurt. It misses the pain. It doesn't address the problem. It, it's a brush off. And that's how it can feel. Um, it can feel like a brush off. Maybe that's not the intent. I'm sure people mean well when they say that, but it can feel like you're being brushed off. Exactly. Uh, because, yeah. Because quite often these people have already turned to God quite a bit. So, um, it also kind of says, if God didn't save my marriage and I asked God to save him, he must be to blame. And I don't believe that. Right. Well, that could be a slippery slope, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Um, no, I, I, I think we're on the same page. I, yeah, I, I think I really so. Do. I really do. So, all right. Was your was your divorce, I'm just curious, was it, was it a, a volatile divorce, contested, or was it kind of amicable? It was a, it was amicable. Okay, good. Well, I guess you could call it amicable. <laughs> as, as much as a divorce can be, right? <laughs> I've, I've heard of much worse divorces. But, but the interesting thing is that um, it was still enormously painful. It still sure. turned my life upside down. And so the worse your divorce is, the more of that grief you're probably going to experience. And I experienced a profound amount, even with a divorce that was relatively um, not hostile. How long um, were you married? I was married seven years. Okay. So, yeah. Now, I will say I have now been married 31 years to my oh, second congratulations. Husband. Yes. So I want people to know there is a, there's hope. But one of the big dangers people face is if they take those wounds from their first marriage into a second relationship. And it's so easy for people when they've gone through a divorce to feel such an emptiness, such a great desire to be loved, to know you're lovable when somebody perhaps has rejected you or not treated you right or whatever. There's a great need to be loved, and it's so easy to jump into a rebound relationship. And I want to encourage your listeners here to, to take time to heal before they do that to take time to um, understand what went wrong in the first marriage as best they can but from within themselves, you know, to understand what they don't want to get into again, to, un- to t- look at some of the pitfalls that, so they can avoid them, um, maybe in the choice of who they would marry again or date. So I think that it's very important not to have that rebound relationship and to heal some, you know, at least heal mostly before you get into another marriage or you're going to end up in divorce court again. Yeah. We talked about that a little at the beginning, I think about putting in, putting in the work, um, you know, uh, afterwards. And that's a great kind of a segue um, into talking about, you know, healing after a divorce. What, what tips or or keys do you have for people to to help them heal after a divorce? Well, we could go on about that for a whole lot, a lot of time. (laughs) I I think you can start healing before the, I think it's important to understand there are actually two divorces. There's the, the, your, the divorce you deal with. There's the legal divorce. And then there's an emotional divorce. And there are people who go through their emotional divorces before their legal divorce. And there are people who go through their emotional divorces after their legal divorce. Right. And so, you know, to say when you can start healing is, you know, whenever you're tired of feeling like you feel and you want to become intentional about it, that's when you can start healing. So I can't, you know, it varies from person to person. Yeah, everybody's different. Right. But I think you have to, you know, I highly advise getting a personal counselor if you can. Um, going, 
take my online course or or talk to your church about offering the Peace After Divorce workshop at your church so you can sit with people in person and talk about that, um, about, about the whole process. But um, I think you have to deal with the emotions. You have to process those and work through the emotions. I think you under, need to understand a lot of the, the pitfalls that you can run into as you're working to heal from divorce. And we've already talked about one of those, and that is getting stuck in that why question would be a pitfall. Um, asking, you know, feeling like you've missed out on the best of life. That's another pitfall. Um, just how to embrace a whole world of change that you, affect, you face. You know, that's, a, that's something where you need to develop strategies for doing that. Understand where your mind goes when you have to face those changes and what strategies you can use to actually move forward. You need to untie that emotional knot and understand that, that just because your legal divorce is over doesn't necessarily mean your emotional divorce is over. And you may be dealing with that for some time, and that's okay. Take right. as long as you need to take to deal with it and um, become proactive about it. And, and you need to understand just some of the things about divorce, like emotional flare-ups are natural. Everybody goes through them. You take two, you know, two steps forward and one step backwards for a lot of the journey. Um, but that's okay. That means you're still moving forward. Um, and so working through all those things like uh, loneliness, loss and grief, uh, guilt and regrets, and fear. Fear is one of the most common things I see with people who are dealing with divorce. So anyway, there, it's just almost too much to even talk in our closing minutes here. But one powerful thing that I think people sometimes don't capitalize on is redirecting their thoughts. Systematically going through what thoughts you're having about marriage and divorce, what thoughts you're having about your circumstances, what thoughts you're having about your former spouse. Systematically writing down those thoughts that you're having that can become barriers that can hold you back and then intentionally replacing those thoughts with thoughts that will move you forward. And this is not a simple matter of, Oh, just think positive thoughts and everything will be hunky dory. I'm saying you have to take specific thoughts. Like if you believe being single is just going to be horribly lonely, then that's the thought you need to work on. You need to work on replacing that thought with a thought that's going to help move you forward, that I can use time alone to work on myself and heal and grow. And, and speaking of loneliness, there's a quote that I just love. It's, it says, um, loneliness is poverty of the self and solitude is richness of the self. And oh, I, like I love that. that. Yes, it's by, uh, it was written by a poet, Mary Sarton, and it, it, it says volumes about what you deal with when you're going through divorce. You want to move from the fact of, of just having an empty house or feeling an emptiness from not having another person there to a richness of yourself. And part of doing that involves changing the way you're thinking, battling those thoughts that are holding you back. Another thing that you can do to move yourself forward in healing from divorce is to be very cognizant of the actions you're choosing. And in my book and in my workshops, we get into things like how you're communicating with your former spouse, how you're helping your children cope with divorce. And, and are you really taking care of yourself? How are you, what are you doing to give yourself some joy in your life and some fun? And um, so there are, are all these things that uh, I think a person needs to go through. Being a, a, thinking about dating, you know, if you get to that, once you get to that point, how are you going to approach the dating world? Um, what are your thoughts about a new romance? 
Um, how are you going to find purpose in your life? How are you going to learn to trust again? You know, these are all That's things a that a person needs to work through as they move forward. And they are all things that I cover in the Peace After Divorce Workshop. That that's all great information. Thank you so much for sharing that. T- tell everybody a little bit about some of the resources and workshops that you offer. Sure. Um, well, first of all, uh, my website is afterdivorceministries.com. And if you go there, you will find, um, for one thing, a free ebook that you can download. It's called Five Keys to Healing from Divorce. And that's free. Just fill out the little form there and, and you can. Uh, we'll get an email that you can download that. There are also helpful articles in my blog. It actually is called Articles on the website. Um, uh, there, are, If you go to the archives for, the, for that section, you can look through the um, articles by topic, um, or you can just zip through starting with the most recent articles. Um, but we have all kinds of topics there that can be helpful to people who need healing from divorce or need to move their life forward from divorce. Um, I have a free peer support group on Facebook. It's called a separation and divorce Christian community. It's not a workshop. It is strictly a peer support group, but uh, we screen people for that group. So if you decide to search for it on um, Facebook uh, it's separation and then the ampersand, divorce Christian community. Uh, be sure and answer the questions we ask you because if you don't answer them, <clears throat> we don't generally admit <laughs> people. And the reason for that is we have people who want to get in the group for wrong reasons. So we do try to screen. So maybe if you, that's great. Send me the link to that and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, we'll do. Okay. We'll do that. Um, and then, um, If you really want to move your life forward, we have the Peace After Divorce Workshop um, self-study that you can take online. And I'm going to give your listeners a coupon code so that they can get 25% off. Um, It's uh, normally $67, so that brings the cost down to $50.25 or something, which is probably half of what you'd pay for one counseling session. But it gives you seven videos, uh, notes, from each of the videos, and um, it's uh, it gives you also access to a um, exclusive uh, discussion group on Facebook. So oh, wow. it's a self study, but it's not you don't have to go through it totally alone. You can go on and discuss with other people. That's great, <laughs> and yeah. thank you so much because who doesn't like coupons? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the code is save twenty five. So if you when you get to check out, just put in save twenty five, and that will save you. 25% off. Um, and then, you know, some people really like an in-person group and you, you know, if you're listening to this, you may be somebody who's moved to the point where you want to off, want to help other people. If you've, if you're healed enough sufficiently that you think you can help other people, then you may want to talk to your church about actually offering a peace after divorce group at your church. Or if you aren't healed enough, you may want to ask them to find somebody to offer it. Um, and if you, go to our website. There are also links there to for churches on how to um, access that course. Um, my book, Peace After Divorce, um, goes along with either the church workshop or the self-study, or you can just get the book. And it gives you a really uh, good study of, um, of things you need to, sort of a self-study of working through healing from divorce. So that's kind of actually, that was kind of one of the questions and reasons why I brought up 
you know, the, the issue of kind of religion and, and divorce before was that, so churches are participating or willing to participate in, in something like this uh, course, even though it, it has to do with divorce. Oh, yes. Yes. That's great. Yes. And um, absolutely. Now, not all churches, <laughs> not all churches want to do that, but um, <clears throat> it's, uh, yes, a lot of churches are very willing to do that. Excuse me a second. Sorry, a dry throat. <clears> That's <throat> um, no, okay. I know it's a lot of talking. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, yes, churches. A lot of churches are willing to do that. To offer, they offer the peace after divorce workshop. It's it runs for eight weeks. It can go to nine weeks. We have a ninth uh, session that's optional on parenting, and so people can meet at the church and uh, go through the video series together rather than doing it online. And have discussion groups and really build each other up as they work through the materials and get insights from other people, which I think is very valuable. But it is, um, again, it's not just a support. It is a support group, but it's not just a support group. It gives content that builds from session to session to help people actually make a difference in their lives. So how does that work? Do you sell this course to churches and then they can do it themselves? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, it's, it's uh, includes all the materials they need, and so we sell the curriculum to churches, and then they schedule and offer groups there, mostly using volunteers who've been through divorce themselves, and who are willing to help facilitate discussion. They don't have to have any expertise. In fact, you know, the, the main expertise you need to offer a group is to be willing to um, meet with the people on a regular basis and to listen and facilitate discussion. That's really great. That's really great. Um, and your website, although I'll, you can put it in the show notes. So if you're listening, don't you know rush to write it down, but just uh, give everybody your website one, one more time. Okay. The website is afterdivorceministries.com. If you know you want to go directly to learn more about the workshop, you can go to peaceafterdivorceworkshop.com. If you go to After Divorce Ministries, you'll find links there over to the workshop. But All right. Yeah, and I also have an ebook uh, for parents parents who aren't sure how to help their children cope with divorce, and it's available on Amazon. Um, it's just a it's a, a very concise little ebook of two ninety nine or something like that that um, people can download if they're interested in that. You know what? If you send me the link to that, I'll put that in the show notes too. I'll send you all the links. Send me the links. I will do it. Renee, thank you so much for being my guest. It was an absolute pleasure. You really gave a lot of um, good insight, and I really enjoyed our discussion. Thank you very much for inviting me. I have enjoyed it a lot and um, look forward to working with you again in the future. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to have you on again because I think we just touched the tip of the iceberg there on some of Oh, you're right. (laughs) <laughs> we, can, we can do that. We can take, we can carry on. <laughs> we will. We so. will. I promise you. Thank you and so do, much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. I thought that was a good interview with Renee. Uh, you know, it's very, I always was a little hesitant. I'll be honest with you guys. I was a little hesitant in the first place having her on the podcast because typically I don't personally like to get involved with religion a lot. Um, I just think it, it can cause more angst and, issues for people uh, than not. So I typically uh, don't do that. But I thought Renee uh, and her approach to divorce 
was very valuable and insightful. And I know some of you are religious, and uh, no matter what religion you follow or practice, I, I think her 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 guidance and her message is applicable to to everybody dealing with divorce. And that is that you can heal from divorce, and if you put in the work and you take the steps to do it, it is possible. And, and that's the message that I want to reinforce with you guys. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. So you get all the new episodes when they come out every other Tuesday. If you are interested in one-on-one personal divorce coaching or group divorce coaching, please check out Divorce You and the programs that I do offer. And you can do so on my website, jasonlavoy.com. I offer a variety of programs uh, and there's something that fits everybody. So check it out and get the help that you need so you can get the peace and happiness that you deserve uh, and move on from this difficult journey. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.